Caliente. Blog Talk Radio. Here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. and I will be your co-host today with Ronnie Dawson of Texas. I'm in the Panhandle, where we've got quite a ugly thing. If you're watching the weather, it's already raining here in the Panhandle of Florida, where I live, Gulf Breeze. So we just hope uh, everybody is okay and uh, that we're all mourning uh, the loss of George Floyd. I just want to say that... Uh, it's a time of healing for everybody, and we wish the world well with the changes that will be happening. So uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we're doing a 3 o'clock today at the request of uh, Ronnie Dawson, and uh, I'm going to ask him to come on now from Texas and entertain us for two hours. Uh, this is... a uh, Tough time on the planet, and I just asked everybody to be aware that we're all equal as a soul coming down here, having the human experience, so we can all evolve in what I call the ascension age and uh, learn the rest of the story to ascend in ways that will allow us to evolve into bigger and better things and places. So uh i'm big on the human security and the feelings of being human and emotional intelligence and learning what we can and many of my friends uh, support me if you'd like to support me in my work here uh that we all do you can go to patreon.com p a t r e o n dot com and uh it's forward slash Teresa J. Morris, that's T-H-E-R-E-S-A-J-M-O-R-R-I-S. Now, today we're representing all humans uh, in all universes, and there are many levels. We don't have all the truth in this reality. So Ronnie Dawson is sharing some things. Uh, uh, Hopefully uh, he gets involved with us on a regular basis because we've enjoyed his voice and his talks and uh, seeing him grow his uh, part in our ace folk life where we do uh, spoken word about things that are happening. And this, we hope, will be part of our history, are the stories that people tell their children. Uh, and he and I were both truck drivers, and so we call this show, You Ain't Gonna Believe This. So uh, Ronnie said he would support me, and he does. He even gives me a couple of bucks every month out of his hard-earned paycheck to go towards the support of this station and uh, what we do. So that's what I set up that Patreon for because it takes a lot of money to do what we do now and get the word out for all our groups. So uh, without further ado, let me get Ronnie Dawson. And I'm hoping this is working. I had a little trouble getting on. Everything's slow and 
Ronnie Dawson of Texas, can you hear me? I'm here. Tracy, I appreciate it. It's good to be here. Awesome. I'm glad to be live from Ranger, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell people a little about your history, please? Normally in radio, people like to know who we are and what we're about. And uh, I'm a woman, 68, and you're a man. I don't know if you want to tell your age, but we're both Americans, and the world's watching us and listening to every word that everyone is saying. It's been recorded here, but... You know, tell people a little about who you are and uh, then how you wound up coming into radio, if you don't mind. Yeah, okay. I'm a, I'm Ronnie Dawson. I'm a, actually just an, I'm just an old truck driver who became a, a UFO experiencer. And then uh, and uh, after I experienced the UFOs, a little bit later they made a contact. So then I became an alien contactee. And... Uh, and then they showed me, I asked them where they came from, and they showed me, so then I became an interdimensional traveler because they let me go through their stargate and see their world. So uh, I went from being just a regular Joe truck driver to uh, a guy who's seen and experienced some things that nobody, uh, there's almost nobody has experienced this kind of stuff at all. So uh, my story uh, became very popular, uh, and I made the news over in uh over in the UK, I had a Japanese film crew come and interview me at my home here in Texas, and they uh, did a 15-minute segment on uh, caught on camera that aired on Japanese TV. And I've, I've been on NBC on uh, the First Look show with Johnny Bananas. Uh, I've been to Roswell UFO Festival, and and I've uh, got a book on Barnes and Noble. So I've kind of been out there, and I've, I've probably done I don't know maybe. I want to say about 30 radio shows, podcasts, and stuff. Uh, I've been on, a, you know, so I'm, I'm starting to, I'm kind of the new guy in the UFO field. My experience didn't occur till about 2009, so it's one of the later experiences out there, and, and it's just now getting some attention. And uh, and I kind of got thrown into, from a truck driver, I kind of got thrown into the field of ufology as well because uh, – once you've had an experience, people know that they can they can talk to you with, and you'll have an open mind and hearing what happened to them as well. So I kind of got drug off into this thing, even though I wouldn't want to. But uh, but I've come across some amazing stuff uh, since I since I had my experience, and and and, and some of these guys, uh, you know, have told me these stories, and I've just told them what I, what happened to me, and I and I understand where they come from, and. I know how hard it is to prove. I know how hard it is to catch a decent picture of a UFO. Uh, so I went through some of these problems as as well as they did. And, well, thank uh, you for helping other people with their stories and being a good listener. And, you know, emotional intelligence, folks, has a lot to do with us supporting each other in whatever time we're going through. This is an e- easy time, so... Uh, we have the Aerocop group, and the reason I call it Aerocop is for education. It's an acronym for Educational Research Association, Community Online Press. But Ronnie said he'd help us, and uh, so I hope he's going to be our, one of our Ace Folklife researchers. And we'll put the stories in Ace Folklife. But if you've had an experience uh, you, with uh, alien related, we can put you in our alien contact organization, which is ACO. 
and we have American Communications Online, and we have UFO Association for our ufologists. So what I've done is I've created different groups for different people, and Ronnie is on Facebook and doing social media like everybody else, I guess, so you can talk to other people. And uh, Ronnie uh, is stepping forward, and it, people, you have to show up, and, and it's hard to claim your story. I'm an alien contactee, and I have been, I guess, since I've been born, but I've got a bunch of stories, and I've got a lot of books out there, and so uh, I've made this author's club. Now, Ronnie, your story, we've got several here. Uh, as far as I can tell, this is your fourth one in a series. I've got episode four. Is that how you've done three shows before? Is this your fourth time? Because that's I was looking for your name in my archives. As far as you know. Yeah, this, uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, this is a fourth show, yeah. Great. Well, good. You're winding up putting all together, you know, back somebody, if you want to write a story, or if Ronnie, all the stories, uh, once we're talk show live, folks, and I help people that come to me and say they'll help me with my business. So Ronnie and I are reciprocating, and I don't know which, I haven't really asked him how many of these groups he wants to be in, but I've definitely got him in Alien Contact Org, but Right now, I'm using acronym ACIR Radio, but we're on TJ Marsh ET Radio, and it's confusing. So I'm trying to get everything uh, on TeresaJMarsh.com, where I run my business. Uh, and so I've got TJ Marsh Agency, which is an operating account, and uh, my agency I can list my people that want to help in different groups. So if you're interested in helping us, uh, I'm hopefully going to get Ronnie Dawson's name out there enough that it doesn't matter whether we're at an event or online, people start knowing his name with some of these groups, and then he can help me. You know, well, if you're a ufologist studying the hardware and the equipment coming, then we'll put you in, you know, UFO Association. If you're uh, supporter of us and the way we believe with alien contact, we'll put you as contactee in that group. And I, I don't want to make a whole bunch anymore because I used to make so many. Uh, it took me a lot of money to run them, 75 uh, names. So I've got them down to about 39 domains. But uh, if you want your own, uh, let Ronnie know or me, and we'll make your website because that's what I do. I'm a guide with tech. But I'm also a guide for uh, people working in metaphysics. Now, Ronnie, would you consider yourself, you know, you're just like me. We just got started here in the body, bodily form, you know, we're, but do you believe that you are something more than that now? Because people call us alien hybrids or walk-ins, but I believe we're all souls or spirits or from other places. And I've noticed a lot of people on the Internet are going to where they're like, wait, we don't know the whole story, especially since the Matrix, you know, since the 90s. Now people are in the kids realize they're from somewhere else or their energy is, and they're just down here in a human form. But do you agree with that theology? We're armchair philosophers, basically, <laughs> trying to figure all this out. Yeah. But how do you say? Do you? Because you know you're not. You can't be just a victim of things happening. So, you know, we got all these people. I want them to come forth and make us where we're more. You know, a movement of people realizing they're 
you know, spirits or ET or whatever, universal beings down here. We're sentient, intelligent beings, and there's all colors out there in space and all kinds. But if we're still alive, that means something hadn't got us yet. But I don't know, Ronnie, I just need your help. But I'm going to put you, you know, as long as you want to show up, Saturday's working out for you, right, in radio? Well, yeah, I'm about out of information, about out of stuff to share now. I, I think I'm gonna, it's gonna wipe me out this week, and, and I've got some, <laughs> I, I got some stuff, other stuff going on. I need to like, I've got some research projects I need to get back off into uh, on my Saturdays, so I need to, and and, and some of this we're gonna talk about today. But uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, man, I was one of those guys. Uh, man, I, I hear all these people talking about the spirituality and the and the meditation and stuff like that, and I. Uh, to be quite honest, I thought you guys were nuts. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> these guys. Well, that's hey, okay. You're gonna ask project? Yeah, right. You're nuts. Yeah, I don't know what that. Where you get your weed? But oh, you didn't know what it is. Yeah, because you hadn't experienced it, right? So you had no clue. You get what? Right. Have I, you experienced? Uh, okay. Go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep no, going. I'm on mute. Yeah, Go ahead. These people are crazy, really. They are nuts. Uh, until I had uh, my encounter, and then when I had my encounter, and I seen uh, the ET pull me out of my, they pulled my living essence out of my sleeping body for a conversation, and I stood right there with them, and and seen all the activity going on around my house. My wife walking through the room while I was sitting here talking to these ET, and and I realized that there's a whole lot more to life and uh, a human being than I <laughs> I had thought there was. And, and I had to find out the hard way, and I found out, and it was a really mind-opening experience for me. And uh, and uh, but it makes perfect sense. Uh, the ET that come, that came visit me, they they bring enough of their physical efforts, essence to do what they want to do. But it's like when you go on a vacation, you don't take your whole your whole everything you own. You just take what you need for the trip. And that's kind of what these guys do. They don't take their 100% their physical form and everything. They bring enough of their material assets that they can do whatever they need to do. And they can walk through walls and they can uh, solid matter. They can move through solid matter like it's, I mean, they struggle through it, really. They don't just easily walk through it, but uh, it, it protects them against physical violence and and viral harm and bacterial harm and harm from accidents and stuff like that. So. And uh, it was a, it was a really mind-opening experience that you, that you could even do that. And you know, we don't even have the concept of of even being able to do something like this. And the fact that they traveled from another galaxy to get here, uh, and they didn't use, they didn't travel. You know, they they brought enough of themselves that they you could see them, you could talk to them, and you could feel them, and you could touch them. But at the same time, they could move through solid matter. So. Yeah, it's it was a it was a quite a awakening experience for me to uh, to go where these guys are hanging out and where they're watching us from and and they can see and hear everything we do and they can move, be right in the room with you right beside you you wouldn't be able to see them in the in the state that they're in but they can see and hear everything we do so they know everything about us they speak English they didn't have to use a mind they didn't communicate with their mental telepathy or anything like that they talk with their mouths and one of them had a hard time 
because her mouth really wasn't made to make the syllables we do. So she was she had a cat's mouth and she was struggling to make certain words. And me and the other one were almost laughing at her inept attempt at making certain sounds. It was like somebody with a speech impediment. But at the same time, she had enough intelligence to know that if she had struggled trying to make a word, she would make a different word instead. And she had uh, a knowledge of our language well enough to do that. So they knew English quite well, and they didn't have any trouble speaking it. In fact, some of the words they used, I had to, after the conversation, I had to go look up on Google because I didn't know, I didn't know what they were talking about. So they they're more inept at using our language than I am, and I've lived here my whole life and spoke it my whole life, which is kind of sad, but the truth. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I got a I got a buddy here. I want him to say hi right now. His name is Justice Stewart. He just walked in. You want to say hi, Justin? Hi. So what's going on, man? We're going to, today we're going to talk about the Bet Spear uh, out in Florida. Have you ever heard anything about the Bet Spear? No. <laughs> Neither has Teresa. <laughs> and she just lives a few miles from it. <laughs> and uh, anyway, let me uh, get you up to speed on this Bet Spear. Yeah, tell us about yeah. the person that, that just talked on the radio live with us. Because is he in a human form? Is he human? Yeah. Yeah, his name is Justice Stewart. Does he live in, is he an American? Yeah, he's an American and he, and he, he lives, uh, he just moved in next door to me over there and he's, he's helping a lady over there who's disabled. And so uh-huh. he's like her living, he's her living helper. So, and Has so he wanted to come over and listen to the show. And I, I thought since he's sitting here, we might as well let him say hello. No, anybody that wants to help you, Ronnie. I mean, I'm I'm trying to, you know, for the fir- first year, you got to be with us a year. We're, we're training you to be a co-host, we hope, in radio. But I know it's scary for a lot of people to come on. And you did bring a few people on, uh, you know, and I love your wife. She's one of the nicest ladies I've ever talked to on radio. But, uh, you know, just uh, tell people it's a little scary at first, and they can go back and hear their voice. And what they said right here on T.J. Marsh E.T. Radio. Now, uh, because I was in the UFO business and I was an investigator and, you know, I was in and out of uniform, I I take both sides of investigation. But, uh, you know, being a journalist, too, uh, I like meeting people as a human. And I just want to know, because we were just talking about people that come and go. And I've met extraterrestrials that can talk, and I've met some that use ESP with me. And they were in a human form while they were here, but they didn't stick around long in my life. So I've seen them leave in orbs and ships, and that's not for everybody. But what about your person there? Does he have any clue of anything off-planet, maybe in his dreams? Uh, Can we ask him those things, or is he willing to participate? I don't think, Justin, have you ever seen a UFO? Oh, he said he's seen a UFO. Why don't you let him talk? You bring him over to your uh, your desk. Tell us about tell us about what you saw, Justin. Uh, I, yeah, this would be a first for me because I haven't heard this story. <laughs> well, I really didn't see it, but me and my an old friend of mine out in Rising Star, uh, Rising Star, we'd be sitting out at night, and there would be this light that would just appear. And he would take his flashlight and flash it, and I said, well, you're flashing a plane. That, that's kind of dangerous. And he's like, no, 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 it's a UFO. And so he continued to flash it, and then it just, like, flashing back. 
and I'd read the dad a couple of times. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go home. But then I started feeling strange when I got home and just kind of just I passed out on the floor when I walked in the door. You saw, did you have a different feeling or did it change you anyway? Or, you know, because it opens your mind. First of all, it's a little fearful because it changes you. But give us any idea of how you're growing through this change. It's a, would you call it a difference of opinion or opening up your whole brain thinking or, you know, because in the matrix here, in the world that's been created for us by collegiates in our educational system, we usually only know what we're taught in books or in school or maybe churches. But until we get out and experience life, it's like Ronnie said, you know, you think of all these people are crazy like me that talk this stuff. But that's why tonight is about Ace Folk Life, and you ain't going to believe this. But, you know, you're the perfect person to be on Ronnie's show on Saturday in Texas because we're trying to awake people that there's more to life than what we actually experience just in our basic uh, world reality. But are you – give us any idea if you're waking up to more than what you were taught, if you know what I'm saying. Does that well, make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to a degree. Yeah. Well, the well, at first I didn't know what to, what to think because, like I said, I just you know went you know me and my friend were out there, I started smoking. And they started flashing this flashlight up there, and they flash back, and then they disappear and come back, and we do it again. Well, after about an hour of that and smoking some cigarettes and stuff, I went home, and when I walked in the door, my wife had that my wife wasn't home at the time. And I walked in the door, and it started feeling dizzy head all of a sudden, and um, just collapsed on the floor, and um, wasn't really found until the next day when my wife came home, and I was just there on the floor just to sleep, and I never had slept that that hard or that deep before because when I finally woke up, I felt so rested like I hadn't slept in like six months, but now I felt like fully energized and rested again. Wow. Well, do you did you feel different or like, wow, this really opened my soul or my mind up or did your brain feel different? Was there any, you know, we call it emotional intelligence. They help us wake up at various levels and in uh, educationally and with the scholars, we're just waking up to the fact that we can be called ourselves alienologists ufologists and phenomenologists uh, and we're looking at neuroscience and how much we really don't know about humans and how our energy works among other beings out there in space but we are beginning to study that you know and to get ourselves in space and accept a lot of the past history that's why today with a folk life you know we'll call it folk life or folklore until we can prove it but it's hard to prove anything to another human if it's just Something that happened to you, usually with no witnesses, but it changes you. We, it's, we call it the awakening in the ascension age. Everything is about ascension, meaning to ascend and rise up off the planet, evolve. So uh, when did this happen, and do you know, can you give us an idea of your age? Uh, it, it's like you were chosen to start awakening maybe before others in your family, so you may be the. They may, if you talk about it, you, people may think you're a little wacky like the rest of us. They call us tinfoil hat, but we don't put tinfoil on our heads <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> but uh, 
Now uh, you're well, like one of us because uh, you've had an experience. <laughs> they found you and they're waking you up in your in your life. <laughs> but do you, well, you know been, what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I've been about, I guess, thirty six or so, and you know, I'm I'm not really sure what to make of it yet. I mean, you know, I haven't really thought about it until much until now. I mean, I thought about it a little bit off and on, but not really that much until now. And so, you know, I guess I'd like to say it did open my eyes that there's something else, that there's other things out there. But I'm, not, I'm really not sure yet how I really felt about it or anything yet. Well, that's good. At least you're open to the fact that something did happen you can't explain. And that's the mystery. That's the magical mystery tour of our esoterics and our metaphysicians. I've trained mystics, oracles, psychics, sages, seers, and guides to help people on the planet. And uh, I did this for years, and then I was in the government, and I wore a uniform. So I got to do studies of uh, these beings and the way other beings live off-planet. But I'm one of the few, for, very few fortunate, and sometimes it's hard for me to believe, but I did write some books out there uh, on UFOs and extraterrestrials and then uh, working with my husband in uniform. He was Army and I was Navy. But uh, we actually did investigations. President Reagan, President Carter both saw one. And, uh, you know, they only have a certain level of clearance in the intelligence community, but I had above all the presidential level. And uh, it's called a Royal 14, and uh, it had to be above that. Even the president had to sign off in order to find out some of the stuff we did. And uh, they'd have to uh, uh, try, uh, try to get all the bugs out of all the intelligence community trying to listen in. Nowadays, they don't have to uh, bug anything like they used to in the embassies in the White House and the president's office. Because, you know, we've got AT&T and uh, all communications devices are all going through the same cables and wires and satellites that everything is recorded now. And it doesn't matter here. But did you see the the movie Matrix? We, we say it's a lot like waking up in the Matrix, that all of a sudden, even if it's not like the Matrix, you know, we're in bottles somewhere or we're created somewhere in another reality we can't see. It's a way of saying we're interdimensionals, but we're waking up to the fact that we're not just humans walking around. We're born, we live, and we die, if that makes any sense. So, uh, you know, I hope you'll stay with Ronnie and help him get this show going, and you can invite people over, you know, if you want to. But uh, I'm glad you feel like something's happening to you, and Ronnie's always looking for Help to help me. And uh, anyway, Tommy Hawksblood from Hawaii may join us today, Ronnie. But I'm going to uh, mute and anything that you're willing to say because it'll be here recorded. Where people won't believe it or not, we don't care. It's just what we're feeling like while we're going through this change with all the other people. Right? Yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, some of that stuff, uh, this uh, ufology stuff, I kind of got dragged into. Uh, uh, I've got pretty deep on this one aspect uh you know where the whole world is looking for proof you know i understand uh people say you know you had an encounter you've seen some ufo you met an alien prove it prove it i just want some proof you know i understand i want some proof but you have to understand that when they pull me out of my living 
when they pull my consciousness out of my living body for a conversation, how do you prove that? How am I going to prove that? I mean, I can't even grab anything and pick it up in this place that they had me. So it's a, you know, all I can, all I have is my story, and you can either believe it or you can not believe it. And 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 some of the people out there just say, you know, you're full of crap. You're just making this up for attention. Well, you know, I work in the oil field, and the great thing about my job is I don't have to see anyone. It's just me and my truck and oil tanks. And so I don't have a whole lot of reactions with people, and that's one of the things I like about my job. Is that I'm not a real people person. I like being alone. I love my alone time. And I don't like being in a crowd. I'm the type of person. I walk into a convenience store, and the line's too long. I walk out. Yeah, I'm not the type of person who goes out and seeks attention, you know. And um, to, to be a UFO experiencer, you have to realize that some of these people are so mean and so cruel and so hateful. That if you're going to come out and you're going to tell your story, you had better be ready. And that's one of the things I like to communicate to people who've had UFO and alien experiences is, is if it's good to talk about it. But if you want to go public on it, get ready, get ready, because there are some haters out there, and you're fixing to find you're fixing to meet them up close and personal. And they're going to cut you down. They're going to they're going to cut down your genetic fortitude. They're going to they're going to ask for proof that you can't supply and they're going to make all sorts of rumors and lies up about you and and i've had i've had haters go as far as calling my employer and telling them that they should fire me because i see aliens and i work in the oil field and i do dangerous work and and i'm too insane to have a job so i've had people that actually contact my employer and try to get them to fire me i mean that's how far they'll go and their hatred of you. And uh, they, I've had them share my internet stuff online. I've had them cut down my wife and kids. Uh, I mean, yeah, it it is uh, it is not always a pleasant experience out of here when you're telling your story to the world in public. And so wow. I, I had never heard that about you, but I, this is only our fourth week, folks. I'm learning about Ronnie. Uh, we've never met. I just knew that uh, he had the same profession I did, driving across. Well, I was an over-the-road truck driver, but uh, we, you know we wouldn't have anything to do uh, coast to coast. And so a lot of them always talked about Art Bell in coast to coast, and we were driving coast to coast, so they'd say, are you going to listen at midnight? I never did listen to one of those shows as a truck driver, <laughs> but I'd hear people talking about the stories, Ronnie. You know, but it seemed like at midnight I was always asleep because I had to pull early or get back on the road. But I pretty much pulled, I like to pull daylight hours. I mean, some of the time I had to pull because all night on my teams, you know, later on for five years I wasn't married to my husband, but we worked we we worked as a uh, team uh, so we could keep that truck rolling 24-7. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays right. they... They uh, monitor. Uh, my husband got in trouble keeping two separate. Oh, it's like you fell out. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I listened to Art Bell there for a while. Uh, you did? Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day because that was the only thing they were listening to late at night. <laughs> it was Art Bell. And some of the stories were great, and some of the stories were just boring. And, <laughs> and you know Art Bell actually called me one time, and I reckon I said I said I reckon I recognize that voice. He said, "This Art Bell," <laughs> and I'm going, 
He goes, I love your story. He said, we got to get you on the air. And I'm going, yeah, all right, I'd be happy to do your show. And I said, you just tell me when. And I said, just, say, just give me a time, and I'll I'll be there. You know, and he goes, we're going to get back with you. He goes, he goes, uh, we'll get you on. He goes, he goes, it's an awesome story. It'd be great for the show. And and they never called me back. And then one time, George Norrie called me, and he goes, well, I talked to Art, and he said that I should contact you about doing a show. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I talked to Art, and he's looking forward to, to the show. And then he said, he said, well, let me get it set up, and I'll, I said, just give me a call back when you want to do it, and we'll do it. And and he never called back. <laughs> so, wow. But, well, but you, you know to, what? You to, they, had, they had him down here in Florida. Uh, as a speaker once, and the girl that uh, she's a friend of mine, uh, Marsha Booster Haney, and uh, she helped organize, you know, the psychic stuff. And there was a UFO group already established, but a lot of the people in the psychic world didn't want to fool with UFOs. But here in Gulf Breeze, we're considered a mecca, you know, uh, one of the homes from '92. And this is sort of where uh, Dr. Stephen Greer got started, and uh, the guy that started. My alien contact organization with me, Dr. Bruce Maccabee, out of Ohio now, but he was doing Washington, D.C., and he used to do investigations like I did, you know, on the record. Uh, he is very famous. He even went and taught at the CIA. So, uh, you know, with uh, there was Don Berliner and uh, quite a few other people back then. Jan Aldrich was young, up and coming. So we got uh, Jan Aldrich's, but I just want you to know this is a good group you're with, Ronnie. We're, I mean, I'm built on the shoulders of great, powerful men here with the UFO Association. So we're not, we're we've been invisible. We've been invisible guys, and I was Men in Black, and I had Men in Black come to me in '67, ask me if I want to work for them. Now I don't know if I worked with wins the ones off planet, but I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, because of the kind of jobs I had, but they also had the intelligence community on the planet. And, you know, my husband and I didn't have any way to say it except uh, they were the intelligence community, but we told them, you know, oh, yeah. planet, you know, because they knew history and they observed and they would show up out of thin air. It was like something off of uh, Dick. What was Dick's name. He made, uh, he wrote books. Uh, Tessa Dick come, came on my show. She's a friend of mine, but she was married to him. I can't, is it, I can't remember Dick's first name, but you saw, uh, did you see, uh, oh, the one about Mars? Why am I mentally, I think this George Floyd stuff has got my brain all messed up. Uh, oh, Anyway, there's great stories and movies out there. A close, well, not close. Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. I can't think of. It. I love that movie. Yeah, that was awesome. I well, can't think of the name of it. Wrote the books. Can you think of Philip K. Dick? All of a sudden, it came to me. They're called Dickheads, and and, and that's real. They're called Dickheads and like tenfold hat people, but it's called Dickheads. <laughs> And, and I listen to, to the story, good stories, I, and and K, and man, there, you know, there's so many Mars stories out there right now. Uh, you know, so many people saying that they went to Mars and then they they came back in time, and 
and there are the stories are very similar too. So it's like, man, is this really happening or not? You know? Well, he was a contactee, but see, from what I can understand, when I was uh, growing up, and uh, I had to go to White Sands and get on one of those ships. But my uncle worked there at Los Alamos, Ronnie, and uh, I was only in the second grade. So when I went, and I, I wasn't willing to come out, but it was like I was compelled to do that stuff. So in 2016, after my husband died, he told me I had to wait till uh, he died public, and meaning like he knew we were doing radio and he came on here. I wish you'd go listen to some of Thomas Morris's stories. Uh, we got a few of them here on this. Uh, Ronnie, you come to TJ Morris ET Radio and go into the archives. But look for my husband that uh, worked, you know, with these CIA people off planet. And then they approached me. But, see, I didn't know that they were guiding us. So they guide you. They wake you up, and they guide you to help steer, the, you know, the, this whole human race. Like, I guess it's people that believe on the spiritual side like Jesus and then the gods. And then back in the old old times, they wrote about this stuff. People kept it. They Most people couldn't write, so they had scribes. But you know those uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, all the things that look at it like the Bible. You know, the people that win the wars or the kings, they get this stuff written down their way, including the King James volume, you know, the one we use. So all the way back before Constantine. So there's there's a history of these people coming and going. It just depends on whether you want to know about it. But they kept it where it, you almost think it's religious. And so now there's a, a TV show, uh, there's a group called Gaia, G-A-I-A, and I haven't done an investigation on them, but right before I came on here, I was trying to watch what's going on in the world on the news. And, uh, I go on the internet and I go to YouTube, you know, that's done by Google, and saw all these different people still gathering as protesters of, uh, I guess, for peace and justice. But, uh, you know, all this stuff, these extraterrestrials are observing this. Now, there's some. I think we lost you. Like you and me are supposed to wake up. Yeah, it's like you're cutting out. I'm sorry. I'm cutting out. It must be your the weather you're having over there. Yeah, Dad, or my phone. Well, I just believe, Ronnie, that we're supposed to be doing what we're doing. So uh, you call it whatever. I've got today called You Ain't Gonna Believe This Ace Folk Life, okay? And so we're telling stories here, folks, but it's based on our truth. But how are we going to be armchair philosophers while we grow through this awakening? They're calling it the awakening. Can you hear me, Ronnie? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I'm going to turn it back over to you, but I want you to get that level of – I didn't know that you went through so many hardships, so I'm glad you're educating people because if it has to do with the word alien or UFO, we're supposed to be waking up to that. My mama's passed, but her group, she was born in 32, and they were told not to believe in it. And then I worked uh, – J. Allen Hynek rode on a plane with me when I was trained uh, – left Hawaii and went to Fort Hood to take on this UFO community at a deeper level. I went to Lang- uh, Lowry Air Force Base to be trained to look at what's in the sky. You know what I mean? Silhouettes, how to uh, know the difference between planes and UFOs and all that. There's actually people trained to know the difference. Did you know that? Right. I, I suspected. 
I did suspect that. Like, yeah, all that, that stuff with J. Allen Hynek. That's true. But all right, well I'm gonna turn it back over to you. But I had to say something because I didn't know you went through so much uh, prejudice. There's all kinds of prejudice, folks. Not just about the color of our skin or believing in aliens. There's all kind of prejudice. But we have to wake up and realize we don't know it all, and it's a lot of it's perception. Now we're really getting into precogs, which I am, and empathy. And uh, raising our intelligence. We may not sound intelligent, but what you know on the inside, just don't judge a book by its cover, Ronnie. I mean, tell people, you know, there's a lot going on just because they don't know it doesn't mean it don't exist. You know, supernatural. But I'm going to turn it back over to you to tell people because I know we're sooner or later. We're going to be in the second hour, and we haven't even told your story yet. So I hope the first hour you got people. Invite them over. And get them to open up their minds and just be a part. Tell them, look, just be part of my Ace Folk Life show. You know, we're going to just call it, you ain't going to believe this, but if something happened to you, there's got to be a reason we're waking up. We're waking up with more level, higher levels of emotional intelligence so we can be leaders and help. You know, we're all students and teachers, Ronnie. So you're becoming a co-host in radio to help get the word out that there's more to life. And I'm sorry you were mistreated on the planet that's sad it's really sad and i have been too just because i've you know in the kind of container i'm in as a white anglo-saxon protestant and i'm a woman but i've got a lot of past lives in other bodies and memories now i don't know do you have any out-of-body uh near-death experiences ronnie oh uh, not you know, not because of accidents and stuff like that. Not, no, nothing like that. You know, so. But them nothing taking that. you and training you are showing you another reality. Uh, you know, we do that with the alien contact org, but we have a support group. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, basically, right. it's, they just made a clone of my body and they put me in it from time to time in a different galaxy. So I get to roam around in this drive. I get to drive this clone body. Uh, which seems to be uh, better physically fit than this. We're one, on so. the air right now. and get on TJ Morris <laughs> ET Radio. TJ Morris ET Radio. All right. I'm Thank sorry. You. I had to tell somebody that we were on the radio right now, Ronnie. People <laughs> okay. are calling me. John Tenayuka of California is one of our associates, folks. He helps us promote our ACO club. And then Tommy Hawksblood called me from Hawaii. And he must not be able to be here because they knew you may run out of material. But I think we're doing okay on the first hour. I'm glad you brought that friend of yours. Since he lives close to you, maybe he can help us find some more stories or people that want to come and record it with our club, uh, Ronnie. So you think about it. And when you don't have enough material, you can uh, ask other people because we're recording it here weekly. Oh, okay? yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I well, mean- I don't, I don't, I don't really like doing radio. It's like I have a terrible radio voice. I'm not that intelligent. And I like your voice. And, and people, cl- <laughs> you know, I've gotten more and more country the older I get because I guess it's lazy talk. But uh, you know, at one time I didn't have an accent when I traveled the world, and I had to speak fluent. And yes, when you do radio seriously, we're supposed to have a radio voice. But you know what? Yeah. What's good about the weekly show that we do, you ain't going to believe this, and we say we're truck drivers, but I was born in Louisiana, raised in Texas. You were born in Texas, right? 
yes, born in Texas and uh, and lived here most of my life. And then I moved up to, to I moved to Wyoming and I lived in Kansas for about nine years. And and well, then we talked the way we talked, right? I mean, it's a called a, it's colloquialisms, oh, hey, and it's hey, we'll change. You know when I. Yeah, when I lived in uh, Wyoming for a while, I noticed my I quit talking Texan for some reason, and then wow. when I come back to, people were going, "Why are you talking like that?" <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying because I went to and Alabama has a distinction, and my children talk smarter than I do, but they were raised, you know, they were born in Houston, but because of my husband uh, left NASA and went to work for Rust Engineering, his father worked for Grumman and got him a job at uh, at uh, the power company first. They were working for the uh, Southern, well, anyways, power company. So they were working, and I worked next door at Southern Living Magazine and direct, uh, did, uh, what was it called? I forgot, one of the other, me- the other me- but I worked in the uh, in Treasury Department, in the uh, vice president of the whole Southern Living, Decorating Craft Ideas. That was it, DCI, um, Decorating Craft I, Ideas. And Go ahead. I want to ask you a question before you leave. Uh, have you ever heard, how far is Fort George Island, Florida from you? North have Georgia Island? Well, now, I was raised well, in Louisiana and Texas, and I lived in uh, New York, and I've lived in Hawaii. But now, Florida, I've been to Tampa, where I got my first ticket because I was racing my daughter back to the hospital because she couldn't breathe. So I guess I'm a convict now. I'm a criminal. I got the ticket. Uh, I ran a light or something. I didn't mean to, but I jumped it, I guess, and it got a picture of me, but I paid that ticket. But uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but let me look it up. Give me the name of what you want. Hold on. I'm going to go to a page. uh, It looks like it's east of Jacksonville, Florida. if you go oh, east well, of Jacksonville. Okay, well, right yeah, I live uh, now Tallahassee. There's Jacksonville, Tallahassee, and then me. I'm in the. I'm in the. I'm next to Mobile. I'm in Pensacola. So, as you go across Interstate 10, you know from Jacksonville because I used to be a truck driver. But you're saying that what's the name of that city that you're telling me? Fort George Island. Fort George Island. Is that what you're going to talk about? That's where they found the bit spear at. They found Fort this thing, George yeah. Island. So you Florida. got a story that you're researching, and now, see if you'll research stories, that helps people. That's the way Mutual UFO Network got started. Fort George yeah. Island. Now you want to know? Here. Let's see. That's what it was found. Uh, the uh, uh, Fort George Island. To Gulf Breeze. I'm across the Three Mile Island, Gulf Breeze, Florida. I'm right where. They saw the UFOs here, and then where I was abducted was here or taken. Okay, uh, let's see. It's five hours, so 387 miles from me. So that's over to where a mad painter, Revolution Radio, is our friend, and he's one of the ACO directors with uh, Ken Johnston, the astronaut guy at NASA that was trained and trained in the simulators and all that. Fort George Island. Okay, yeah, so that's the story a you're going to tell. There, they believe was a part of a UFO, an alien metal spear in Fort George yeah. Island in Florida in 1974. And there's a very interesting story. Now, it's a quite lengthy story, but trust me, it's worth your time. 
Uh, All right. The American- well, you're going to record it here, right? And now, you, is, is it an alien story or a UFO story or both? How are we going to put it's it a, in the ace? It's a UFO life? story. It's, yeah, it's an alien, alien metal material. The mysterious it's BET. Not- why do they call it BETZ Sphere? Why do they call uh, it the, BETZ? The Betts family is the one that, yeah, the Betts family is the one that found it. And All right. They name it so you're researching therapy. stories to tell on our to get recorded that uh, I don't have here, right? That's good. But there's a good reason because uh, I came across a second one here in here in Texas. This oh, was really? the first one, ever found, and I right. we have an I have a research currently researching a second one that we came across, and it's not in the hands of the government. It's in the hand of a private individual here in Texas. And it has many of the same similarities that this one had that they found in 1974 in Fort George Island, Florida, by the Betts family had found it on their property. Okay, well, we're this this may sound crazy, folks, but they're going to talk about the Fort George Island this uh, UFO panel to examine oddball Associated Press headline. UFO panel to examine oddball and the United Press International headlines announced. Five scientists meet over steel ball today in further probe of weird metal ball. Now, you've got recorded here. This is your fourth recording, but uh, you talked about some balls that people found in Texas, right? So you're finding that this is one of your research topics. And you're yeah, going back and looking for anything. Yeah, and and you, if you want to see the ball, you can see the spear. And uh, you can see some of the testing that we've done on Spear. You can you can go to the Ronnie Dawson YouTube channel, and I actually have uh, several videos. And I have a it's called Alien Metal UFO Spear Found in Texas 2018, and there's a playlist. And you ain't gonna play this, images. but she is getting in the big truck, Ronnie. I'm looking at a picture of Gary G E R R I B E T Z. Late 60s in the First Coast magazine says uh, Gary Betts, 30s, was quickly being known in quite varied circles as an entrepreneur and activist, feminist, though not in her own self, a woman's liver. Now, she looks, she's getting in a big truck. So, what's up with that picture? Was she, like you and me, a truck driver too? This is beginning to take over. She was a tractor tractor. Ronnie, there's something to them picking individuals because I worked by myself as a, most of my life as an investigator and as a truck, you know, in the government. Of course, I had to work with teams, but then he I was chosen yeah. and then drove a yeah. truck. So, all right. Well, you talk about the bet mystery, B-E-T-Z, Gary, G-E-R-R-I, bets. No, I hadn't heard about it. So here you go. And this, uh, you know, I heard about the sphere but I, I don't put it all together. So you get all the details here. Gary and Anton, a marine engineer, moved to the Neff House, 67. So you want to tell the story of BETZ. It's the Betts family, Gary and Anton, right? That's what you're going to tell us? All right. Yeah. Well, go ahead. you got an hour here. And uh, get your friends from now on. If they hear of something, ask you to investigate it. And you get the story, and you come on like uh, Jan Aldrich has a whole bunch of stories for years and years. But we'll record them, Ace Folk Life, and then we can put them in the Alien Contact Org, ACO Club. And, uh, you know, that's what you're going to be known for is helping us do research and getting the stories down. So I like your voice, Ronnie, and, I'm, you know, we'll just do the best we can, but at least we're real. People are telling me this is my eighth year, Ronnie, eight years doing recordings. 
live talk shows. I've got eight years now, and I'm getting thicker accent as I get older because I'm living as a hermit by myself. My husband's dead. My couple of daughters come and check on me. My grandkids stick their head in. But this is all I do, Ronnie, is I'm a, t- a geek. I'm an I'm a IT geek and play on the computer and help people get their websites up. That's what I do, Ronnie. <laughs> but I'm going to help you and help you help me, and we'll put these stories if you, on your website, on my website, and we're recording right here on Blog Talk Radio. All right, you got an hour. Hi. I'm going to go on hold. It's all up to you now. Okay, Teresa, thank you. All right, this uh this this Bet Spear is a uh, alien metal material that was found in Florida by the Betts family in nineteen seventy four. And uh it rapidly became the object of fascination, controversy and alarm for scientists and, and military officials, ufologists and the general public as the story of this mystery spear spread like wildfire through the international media. On May, May 26, 1974, Terry Matthew Best, a 21-year-old pre-med student, along with his mother, Jerry, and his marine engineer father, Anton, were inspecting the damage caused by a brush fire that had raged across an 88-acre swath of woodland they had recently acquired on Marshy Fort George Island, which is nestled just east of Jacksonville, Florida. At first, the trio found nothing out of the ordinary, but before their expedition was over, they stumbled across a peculiar, highly polished metal orb that was just under eight inches in diameter. The only delineating mark was that there that they could be found on it. Early unblemished object was an elongated triangular shape stamped onto its surface. Stunned, Terry and his parents wondered whether or not they might have stumbled across some kind of down NASA or even Soviet satellite. Perhaps even they speculated the friction-induced heat of this object plummeting from its orbit might have had something to do with the fire that had ravaged their property. But none of them could find any signs of impact crater or any indication of collision or heat damage on the gleaming metal globe. The trio then surmised that it might be an old-fashioned cannonball which someone had silver-plated as a souvenir. Intrigued by this extraordinary find, Terry decided to heft the 22-pound bowling ball-sized sphere into their car and take it back to their castle-like home, where he showed the unusual object to a 12-year-old relative named Wayne. He was just as perplexed by the mystery spirit as the rest of the family had been. The young medical student then placed his strange prize on a window seat in his bedroom, and there the anomalous object remained virtually forgotten until approximately two weeks later when Terry decided to entertain his friend, Teresa Fraser, with an impromptu guitar recital in his room listening to some decidedly unusual reactions from this enigmatic orb. According to Terry's report, moments after he began strumming his guitar, the metal ball started to vibrate like a tuning fork and began emitting a curious throbbing sound in response to certain notes. This sound was accompanied by what seemed to be an inaudible, at least to human ears, resonance that deeply disturbed the Bits family dog. Days later, in April 15, 1974 edition of the Palm Beach Post, Jerry Betts was quoted as saying, there must be high-frequency waves from it. When we put our poodle beside the ball, she whimpers and puts her paws over her ears. In the days following that, in the days that followed this strange performance, the Betts family began to notice some of the sphere's other peculiar attributes. They observed that when the orb was pushed across the floor, it would stop, vibrate for a moment, change directions, 
often more than once, invariably return to whoever first rolled it. In one unprecedented circumstance, it rolled for 12 minutes straight without a single pause. Okay, now. Now, this is this is his bed sphere, 1974. Okay, well, I've, I've came across and I'm researching another one in Texas today. And it's, it's in the hand of a private individual. It's not in the government hands. Uh, it was uh, picked up on the front lawn of a guy's house after a UFO had hovered over the house and scared the living daylights out of the family that lived there. There was 11 of them laying on their front lawn in the, the next morning. And um, the guy who has the spear is a, was a ufologist of the area in that area near Taos, New Mexico. And he went, the guy said, I need to talk to you. He went and talk, He went and seen all the spheres laying out there. And he goes, man, a UFO came over our house last night and scared us to death. And he said, we boarded the doors because we thought they were coming in after us. And he goes, i never seen anything in my life like this. And I never believed it until last night. And he said, I don't know what else it could have been but a UFO. And anyway, he gave this fear to him. One of the 11 he gave to this guy who has it still to this day. Uh, in, here in Texas, and he showed me this sphere, and I was intrigued by the sphere, and and I had not heard about the Bet sphere. I was tipped off. We were doing. Uh, I was doing a podcast about finding the sphere, and somebody actually said, "Well, it sounds like the Bet sphere." And I and I, when I researched the Bet sphere, I come across this story, and I'm like, "Wow, this ball is very similar to the Bet sphere." And at one point, when I was examining the sphere. My son, Derek, was over banging on uh, this guy's house. He has an organ over there, and he let he let my son go over there and bang on the keys of it. So my son was over there banging on this organ. He certainly doesn't know how to play the organ. He's just making noise on the organ. And I'm examining this spear, and when I had a hold of this thing, he hit a certain note on that organ across the room, and this thing vibrated. And it's kind of scary because at the, at the time I was observing this thing, I thought it might be some kind of a... Something that didn't blow up that the military had that fell out of a plane or something. And so I was kind of cautious that this might be something that just hadn't went off. You know, some kind of a bomb that had dropped out of a plane that hadn't exploded. So I was still very nervous. And when this thing vibrated, it scared the living daylights out of me. I about had a heart attack right there because I thought it was fixing to blow up. But it, I felt it. I, I had two hands on it. And when my son hit the key on it and that organ, this thing vibrated like crazy. And scared the day, living daylights out of me. And so the next thing we noticed, we we put this thing on the floor. I said, uh, we put this thing on the floor. And my son, uh, my son kind of was playing with it on the floor. And he kind of shoved the thing. And he got bored and he got up and walked away. Well, this thing had been rolling for like four minutes. Back and forth. Back and forth. You know, and this, and this, this bed spirit that they found... It said weighs 22 pounds. Well, this one that we got in here in Texas, it weighs 55 pounds. It's a lot bigger than the one they have. And this thing rolled for four minutes. We were sitting there having a conversation. I, I said, have y'all noticed that that sphere is still rolling back and forth on the floor, that it never, it should have stopped by now? And everybody's eyes turned to the sphere, which was still rolling. And they said, yeah. And I said, you know, we probably should have put a camera on this thing. So we put a camera on it. And it rolled for another four minutes. Uh-oh, he got dropped off, uh, folks. So uh, 
I hope he'll call back in. Uh, it could be the weather because we got this. Uh, I, I can't say the name of it. Uh, uh, tropical storm coming in. It's gaining speed. Uh, um, before I came on, I think it was about 54 miles an hour. But uh, I'm just east of New Orleans in uh, Pensacola. Uh, we're, we've got pretty much military town here. Uh, this is where the Blue Angels are, and uh, Navy, and uh, well, all up and down this coast. But Florida's big on space and military, and mainly jets. And uh, <coughs> most of us uh, promote uh, space, like with NASA, and uh, I, I, I only knew NASA out of Houston. You know, and uh, how we've been able to talk about the future. And uh, I was brought into the government, and I didn't know that I was going to be about aliens and UFO work. But it's like it's in my blood. And my aunt in Florida, Florence, she was so beautiful, and she worked with the government. And, uh, of course, my dad was... uh, Army, uh, National Guard, and then Coast Guard, but uh, he had a bunch of kids. Thank God he didn't get drafted and all that stuff. But uh, and and I was uh, I wanted to go. To, believe it or not, I wanted to be a part of that. My cousins were, of course, some of them went over and fought in Vietnam. But uh, I'm not about war. I'm about peace and justice. And uh, Ronnie, are you going to call back in? Uh, the number is 347-945-7207. Uh, Ronnie, can you call? Uh, well, help. Let me see if I can call him back. I can see his number. Let me try. Maybe he can't get in, or maybe he ran out of juice. 433. I don't know if he wants his phone number out there, folks, but uh, I'll just dial. Let's see. Please put guest. No, I'm not going to put him in the screen. Let's see. I was looking. I'm calling him. Let's see if I can get him. He's trying to help stories on the Ace Folk Life and Alien Contact Org and UFO Association. I don't know. But we can put this on ACIR radio, but it's definitely being recorded on TJ Mark's radio. It's ringing, folks. I don't know if you can hear it ringing. Call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Ronnie Dawson. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. I don't know if when you can hear this. Recording, but... You may hang up or press 1 for more options. Okay. Uh, hi, Ronnie. Uh, you, you're, did you run out of juice? Uh, you were on live radio on Saturday with Teresa J. Morris on TJ Morris ET Radio. And you were in the middle of a conversation, and you just disappeared. It says, caller 254, blah, blah, blah. I won't say your number out loud, has dropped. Uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, So, and Tommy Hawksblood tried to call in, but Tommy, if you can hear me, uh, you you should call into the show. The number is 347-945-7207. If you want to tell a story, 
in John Tenayuka, uh, John David, he likes to go by California, Arizona, Las Vegas, Nevada, but uh, John Tenayuka is of Texas, too. So uh, you can do a show with us. I prefer 7 o'clock at night, folks. Uh, it's just easier for me. Or 8 o'clock really is even better, 8 to 10. Oh, good. Tommy's showing up. Thank you, Jesus. Tommy, good. You finally showed up. Did you have, uh, Can you talk about some of your stories, Tommy? Because uh, Ronnie fell off. But Ronnie, try to call back in. All right, folks, this is Tommy Hawksblood. Tommy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Greetings. Hello, everybody. Tommy Hawksblood calling from the big island of Hawaii. Uh, what's going on everywhere around the planet, uh, and I'm sure wherever you are, there's incredible things going on, good and bad, uh, if you want to give them a name. But uh, I don't know. I think it's time for people to really get involved with everything, whether it's voting, politics, farming, whatever, because, I mean, people have been so bored lately, they don't know what to do. But I, I, and here in Hawaii, a lot of people picked up hobbies, so I think people are pretty desperate, and they're going to take up just about any hobby they can. I know here in Hawaii, one thing they, they're taking up is shooting guns. All this, a lot of the stores are sold out of guns. The other hobby that they're taking up here is bike riding. You can't go to Walmart and buy a bike. They don't have one bike in the store. When they come in, they're sold the same day. Uh, supply stores, they're running out of like BB guns, regular guns, bow and arrows. People are trying to take sports and hobbies, I guess. Uh, so I don't know where you are, what part of the world, what you can do and what you can't do. I mean, they're taking some of the ban- uh, lifting some of the things we've been locked down with. I don't know where wherever you are. Can you go in a swimming pool? Can you go to a store? Can you get your hair cut? They're freeing up those things here in Hawaii, but they're still keeping the two-week quarantine when people come here into Hawaii, meaning if you're coming from any part of the world or the mainland, when you get here, you have to stay in a hotel for two weeks. Uh, they might lift that in a couple of weeks, but that's the way it's been. Uh, so very few people have been trying to travel here because then everything else is locked down. So if you could leave in the ho- if you could leave the hotel, you have nowhere to go anyway. Because a lot of the parks were closed, the beaches were closed. So uh, it's been pretty bad here, for, and I guess it's pretty bad for a lot of people. I just took a good friend of mine in California, and there was a complete disaster in the town near her. They destroyed everything there. So we got so many things going on. It's the first time I've been uh, back with TJ for a while, but TJ, I just want to say something. I mean, I found out important information, which I've been putting out everywhere I can. You're not going to hear the government say it. You're not going to hear anybody say it publicly. because You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. If you are satisfied with your message, press 1. To listen to your message, press 2. To erase and re-record, press 3. Hello? Are you still there? You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording. TJ? Yeah, Tommy, I'm sorry. That was uh, somehow, uh, oh, great, now he's dropped. Tommy thought he got cut off. Uh, well, I guess we're going to just be me and, and you folks out there. Uh, uh, 
I can tell lots of stories, but you guys have been listening to me for eight years. Now, what I'm doing is uh, this Saturday is going to be Ace Folk Life, but you don't have to tell a, an alien contact organization story or a UFO association story or an esoteric metaphysical story in my psychic university uh, or about the Invisible College. I have a lot of different topics. In the paranormal uh, is where we are at. But, Tommy, you'll have to call back in if you can hear. Oh, there he is. Okay, good. Tommy called back in. Are you on? Let's see. Well, Tommy, can you get on? Let me see if I can click you back on. Tommy, I'm sorry. That was uh, that phone for uh, the Texas group, our Ace Folk Life Texas in the ACO Club. Can you hear me, Tommy? Yeah, I hear you. Uh, It was telling me to leave a message in. Press the button. Okay. Well, uh, you're back live on the air. I don't know what's going on, Tommy. These, uh, I, I think it's because so many people are at home. The, uh, I almost didn't get on again, Tommy. I've been having it's slow, even though I've got 5G. But do you know anything about that, or why there's dropped calls on the internet? Even GoDaddy. You know, I've well, been a reseller. I started with him, uh, Parsons with GoDaddy back in '98, and I was with Wild West. And they sold me $500 I invested. Of course, now he's a multimillionaire in their corporate stock. But now, Tommy, I'm having to help all these individual guides and uh, help them and train them on a lot of stuff. I've got a lot of boards, C-Panel, and, you know, I help him train in, uh, with Matt. Uh, what's his name? With uh, He started WordPress. Now he's got Automatic. But we're all working together, folks, uh, in the open source and as guides. So that's what we're called now. We used to be called level one, level two, inbound, outbound calls. And I'm helping as a, a volunteer. But uh, my company is American Communications Online is the holding company. And my operating company is TJ Marsh Agency. But Tommy got involved with me eight years ago. So we're celebrating today, Tommy. And uh, I don't know if you want to come on tomorrow or not, but uh, it's been eight years that Tommy A. Sinisi, Thomas Anthony Sinisi, but he goes by Thomas Hawksblood Sinisi, has been online with ACO Events. He was the original membership chairman for ACO Events with uh, Janet Carelesson, and we started right here on TJ Marsh ET Radio, and I was writing for Canada, uh, UFO Digest, Dirt Vanderplug, Robert Morningstar, and Tommy knows and has known Robert for a long time. Robert came on. He brought Robert on. But uh, eight years, folks, so we're not going anywhere. But Saturdays, uh, I've got our Ace Folk Life Society for those people that want to just say it's a story. They can't prove it. But there's a lot of things we can't prove. Tommy can't prove that he saw Bigfoot, nor can I. So a lot of us think we're crazy, and that's okay. Tommy wrote a few books about being crazy. (laughs) But if you want to join us, it's Ace Folk Life our ACO is our brand. And then uh, Tommy, uh, I hope he'll keep promoting us. He gives us a couple of bucks every month. So thank you, Tommy. I mean, it's only uh, if you want to contribute, we appreciate it. You can go on TJ Mars Agency at PayPal or uh, PayPal something. What, uh, what do they say? PayPal me or something? It's TJ Mars CT Radio. But Tommy, back to you if you don't fall off wherever. Do you know where you were talking? But uh, I guess uh, Ronnie doesn't have a way to get back in. I even tried to call him. That's when you got off. You were being recorded, Tommy. But 
It was Ronnie's phone right. that said that. So I apologize to oh. you, Tommy. But uh well, can right, you try go, calling him again? Uh are you not gonna be able to finish the show? I can sure I can try to call him again. I was oh, no, I'll, I'll stay here, on. but I thought you wanted I'll stay here, but I thought you wanted him on. Well, yeah, it was his day, but he was but he uh I called him back uh I called his number and left the that's what you were hearing. That you remember you thought you got kicked off? That was his phone. Right. So I, I tried to call him back. But he, he knows oh, to right. call back in, so I don't know what happened to him. He just fell off. But now I don't have his number. I can't see it, so it's gone, and I didn't write it down. So you'll have to. Uh, Ronnie Dawson on Saturdays, I'm, I would prefer 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock uh, Central. 8 to 10 Central is better for me. The later, the better, because so many people do things. But I'm at home. It don't matter, I reckon, but. I like to sleep, and I had to get up because I have to work on computers, Tommy, you know, with people and their domains, and I work with India, and I work with you and and Janet. But if you want to keep a weekly, Tommy's very supportive, y'all. Y'all may not agree with all our stories. He calls them stories because we can't prove them to you. But uh, at least we write books, and we do oral reports. So uh, Tommy, he's been mistreated because of what's – he's been on news and – NBC, I think he said, and uh, you know he's had Chinese or Japanese people come over and recording, but people are mistreated when they come out, Tommy. But you've had a whole history in this UFO business. Well, you've been at conferences. Why don't you tell people about you know? I don't know because I've never been to a UFO right. Congress thing, right. Tommy. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I kind of stopped going. Uh, Basically, my friend that I was working with for many years as well, uh, we got into a fight. But it was at a UFO conference. When you go to a conference, you have lots of people from different levels of awareness. And each one has their level of what they believe and what they don't believe in. Uh, I was at a conference in, I guess, uh, Colorado. And there was about 500 people there. And there was this couple... And everybody was calling them aliens. Uh, they kind of said they were, but they, didn't, they weren't there to speak about it or nothing. So I got involved with talking to them. And they seemed like normal people, so I didn't really believe they were aliens. But uh, my friend got upset because I talked to them. Why did you talk to them? I said, because I, I like to talk and they wanted to talk about certain things. People have this idea that aliens are good, aliens are bad. They're, they're an entity within themselves. Everything has their awareness. Humans have a, we have an awareness. Do we agree? Do we like to be friends? Do we like to be enemies? What do we like in this planet? You've got 7.4 billion people. How many of them consider each other as a good friend or a friend? Uh, We've got countries that hate each other. We've got countries that like each other. We've got countries that like to pretend they like each other. So between all that, uh, we're going through this thing we just sent the space shuttle up. We're trying to get into space. We're trying to get to Mars. We're going to try to do the moon thing again as well. Where do you want to put your attention? Do you have time? Right now, I think people have more time to do anything they want than they used to have. Uh, but people are still going to have to work soon. So we've got a lot of things going on. For me, I, I'm trying to finish up one book. Uh, I try to film aliens. I'm not aliens. UFOs in the sky and everything. 
But it's been so cloudy here every single night. Hey, Tommy, we got a call in from Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh caller, 412, did you want to add to our radio show today with Ronnie Dawson and Tommy Hawks? No, I was just, I was just, I was just sitting here listening. Aw. Well, thank you. What's your name? Do you regularly listen to Blog Talk, or you just happen to want to know what we were about? Um, I'm actually from Michigan. I, I, I don't I don't normally use my real name, uh, my real phone number. I mean, um, my name is Drew, though. Gerudo? Drew. Oh, Drew. D-R-E-W. Oh. oh, okay. All right. Well, do you keep up with stories or uh... – what made you want to listen tonight? Because Tommy and I are just celebrating our eight-year anniversary, and we were listening to Ronnie Dawson earlier in Texas. So you're a Drew from Michigan. Have you had any had any experiences yep. you can add to this recording that you want to share with me and Tommy? Um. Well, we actually seen a UFO uh, um, out there in uh, Springport. It was the first time that we actually seen something uh, like that. But we seen crazy things that happened that day. We actually called the news, and they said, oh, don't worry about it. And I'm like, what What are you guys talking about? Because it's normal that you see uh, ships like that up in the sky. Um, well, and then seeing like paranormal. a white. I'm, I'm going to mute Drew it, and let Tommy it, like, do the rest of the show. Okay, to- Tommy, it's on it, you to help keep the show rolling okay. with Drew yeah. here. If somebody else calls okay. in and wants to tell their story, folks, we'll give you five minutes or so to help record here. Uh, you ain't going to believe this. This is the Ace Spoke Life Society, and we do Alien Contact Organization, UFO Association, and you can help us in our ACO club. And Tommy is the membership chairman. But uh, you can call in on Saturdays, and I'll give you, you know, five to 15 minutes. To talk. All right, so uh, continue with what was going on. When you saw this, you called the press up? I'm still here. Yeah, Drew, oh, okay. Drew this is Tommy Hawk's blood. Uh, Tommy's in the Big Island of Hawaii. Drew's in Michigan, folks. But, uh, Drew, we appreciate you calling in and everybody else out there listening to us. So, uh we want to grow our group, uh, so we'll be here Saturdays. Yeah. And uh, Tommy, if you'll show up, uh, Ronnie can't do every because sometimes he works on Saturdays. But it'll, it'll uh, I told people three, but it's too hard now that I'm having to stay up at night and help around the world keep the computers running and training people on the domains and with podcasting. But uh, my company is American Communica- Communications Online, and Tommy helps me with my different clubs. Uh, helping us grow them with people, and uh, yeah. so he's on the Big Island. So Drew's in Michigan. So Tommy, get to know Drew, and uh, he's heard some stories. He wants to know what we're talking about every week. But Tommy, just tell him all the topics, and I'm going to mute. All right. Uh, we have multiple topics. I mean, basic ones: UFOs, aliens, abduction, uh, dealing with abduction. I mean, is uh, experiences. I mean, do you consider yourself an experiencer, or you just saw a UFO? We, I didn't believe in UFOs until that moment. Um, that was actually our first, my first experience. But there was a whole bunch of people standing outside when it actually happened. Um, we yeah, actually you people with got the picture. You can actually see. It was like a little silver dot. 
Like, and we've seen a whole bunch of them. Um, and that's when I called the news, and I was like, ain't nobody doing anything about this? Even well, how far... The police came out and checked it out. Do you have an idea how far away they were? Do you have anything to compare it to? Uh, they were up by the clouds. They they were pretty far away. But um, they were... They were underneath the clouds. But it, see them, right? it seemed like they were hiding behind the clouds. And that's what we oh, know. Okay. Like they didn't want to be seen. Right. They do that a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, they basically, if they want you to see them, they let you. If they don't, you usually don't. I mean, every time, I mean, yeah. I see a lot of ships here in Hawaii. And every time I point my camera, the second I get on it, it disappears. Uh, and whether you're using psychic energy or whatever to read and understand and see what's happening, they always know. And, I mean, sometimes they'll let you see them and, and film them. Uh, I was just uh, showing a video of an alien coming up to a door, right up to the door of the house. Uh, and when the person walked towards the door, the alien ran away, but then there was two other ones. So it's becoming so open now. Not that the government's going to come out and say how open it is, because they don't want to do that. That's going to be the last thing they want to do. And I, I think disclosure is a big word now in the UFO world. I say that'll only happen when the aliens want it to happen. Now, uh, well, so how long ago was this? about the story? Yeah, when did this um, happen? This, this was uh, this was about I want to say about six six to seven, six years ago. Because I haven't been in, okay. in them apartments in a minute. Um, the funny part about this story, though, um, after we seen them, and we, I got the pictures and everything. Like, you you can see the bottom of the, the. It's very blurry. You couldn't really see the the ship. But after we seen them, we seen a white, like it was like an airplane, but like a space mm-hmm. show with the. Uh, like a uh, um, what was it? Like an not not antenna, but it looked like it had a satellite dish on top, right? Right okay. in between, it, it, there was there was them that was white, and then there was a space an alien ship that was following right behind it. Then there was another one of them space shuttles that followed right behind that. So I'm like, what? Where did these come from? Like, <laughs> we didn't we didn't notice it because we thought it was like a helicopter. But when it got near us, yeah. we didn't notice what they were. Right. So how long did this last? About ten minutes, or more longer? Yeah, uh, I was about uh, about fifteen seconds. Like. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. I want to say about 15 yeah. seconds. You, you know what I mean? Oh, because really? Okay. It, they didn't, because that spaceship in the middle was quick. So it looked like they were trying to keep it in, in line with, with each other. Like the one was moving pretty quick, the alien ship was moving pretty quick, and the one behind was moving pretty quick. So it wasn't, if you would have looked and you would have looked away, you would have missed it. Yeah. Right. Okay. But it impressed you. I mean, that was years ago, and it impressed you, and it's still on your mind. So uh, I'm sure it was real to you, no matter what people say. 
Uh, as yeah. far as friends, was it was your family or friends with you, or was it just other people? It, it was neighbors. Um, like everybody was like, "What the heck?" And it was because right. one one biker guy that looked up in the sky, and he's normally looking up in the sky, and we just thought that guy was crazy. Like, why you keep on looking up in the sky? Right. <laughs> and we would laugh, you know. And he would laugh at us, but that day when he said, "Look up in the sky," I'm the only one that see it for maybe five to ten minutes and then all of a sudden boom you can actually see them going back you could see a little tiny speck of silver going to the other uh, cloud like they were just chasing each other back right um but then that moment and I'm like what and I called the news immediately the the cops came out they sat there and watched it, the news it just kind of blew it off. You know what I mean? So well, it was know, like, okay, yeah. these people didn't want nothing to do with it. After all this, now, do you desire to see UFOs now, or are you, uh, are you is it part of your attention, like, to see them again, or, or just just remember that and forget it? I, re- I remember it. Um, after that, it's never happened again. Like, I have never seen anything like we've seen that day. Well, the reason why, I got a manual. I call it a field manual on how to see a UFO. Uh, it gives you all the pointers that will make you uh, be able to see it in a short period of time. I don't know if you desire to see mm. another ship or not. Some people want to see them, want to get close to them. And, uh, in my, it's a short manual. I mean, it's like 200 pages, but I, I, just, I decided I wanted to just give it away. Uh, but if you're interested, I can send it to you if you just email me, hawksblood1aol.com. Yeah. But uh, I have been doing it for many years, so I, I learned the tricks of the trade, how to see them, what time's the best time. I mean, you always hear 3 o'clock, the, the, the pinpoint time of demons, ghosts, spirits, UFOs. Uh, I have more luck at, say, an, an anywhere between an hour and a half hour before sunrise. Uh to me, it's a good time. Everybody's still quiet uh, because a lot of people stay up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning when they're partying. But uh, at 4 o'clock, everybody's... 4 o'clock's probably everybody... More people are asleep during that time frame than in any other time because by 5, 5.30, they have to get up and get ready to go to work. So what I see when I go out there, I see a lot of ships in, in an hour or even a half hour. But there's a lot of things you can do uh, about with your cameras and... and where you go, you need space. You don't need a lot of light. Actually, the sun doesn't help at all. It's really hard to see much, much stuff in the sky with the sun. Uh, I'm working on a pair of day vision glasses. Now, you heard of night vision glasses? It makes you see at night. You can see everything. Well, I'm making a pair of day yep. vision glasses, which makes you, see, makes you see everything during the day. Basically, what it does, it blocks out all the blue light and it blocks out, blocks out all the red light. And that gives you the essence of reality, which is like, it's what it actually is. So it, I didn't get my glasses. I got the film and everything to make them. Uh, a friend of mine made them and said they're really cool because the sun has to be out and bright because you still have to be able to see. But you see things that you can't see with the eye because these light colors 
block everything you see out. So, I mean, I'm, I'm always trying to stay ahead one step of devices and tools, but I don't have the money to go out and buy like a, a, a thirty, a $3,500 uh, night vision glasses, which are incredible if you ever get a chance to use them. Uh, but just going out early in the morning, you have to be willing to stare at the sky for an hour, at least a half hour. And then when you stare at the sky, kind of keep an open eye. Don't like stare at star and a star here. Just look at the whole sky because it's a lot easier to see things moving. Because if you're focusing on one dot, you've got a whole sky above you and you can't see the other things going on. And just because you're there, it sounds like they're all going to come in front of you and say hi. So uh, you've got to get into their space where they are and how they move. But to me, it was fun. I did it for many years. It's more of a pastime now because I'm more concerned with putting out my teachings in my book, my last book, because I feel right now what's happening with aliens, it's going to explode. Within two, I, I keep saying a year or two, but it, it'll probably be this this coming year uh, will be the biggest point for it to kind of really explode wide open. I know Trump's into it to the max. I bet he knows about aliens as well. Uh, and I'm sure he can't talk about that because he's afraid he'll lose all his votes if he does. At least at this point in time. Uh, because he also said he wants to be president when we go to Mars. Uh, so, yeah, he has his, his door open to UFO stuff. But in the UFO world, I know by people that I know high up, they just don't brag or talk about it. And they don't tell people. And, and I mean, just like if you saw the uh, movie, the president only gets the right to know when he has the right to know. Uh, which is major time, not just, oh, let's just tell him about this stuff. No, he won't get told about it unless something serious is going to happen. Uh, and then they'll come out with a lot of information and feed it to him. But, I mean, he's been in presidency for almost, he's going on his, his last year. But he should know all that stuff. I mean, Putin himself came out right before President Trump got elected. And he said he wanted Trump to tell the truth about aliens uh, and 9-11 as well. Mm-hmm. We need to focus. The first thing is focus on what you want to know. And then the second thing is go online. And this is what I tell everybody if they're really interested. Check out what information is really there. And then you've got to sift through that to see what you feel is real. I mean, uh, Fire in the Sky was a movie by Travis Walton. It was on TV again last night. I saw it so many times, but I watched it again. But one thing I've realized... I don't know how much you keep up on that kind of stuff. Uh, TJ and I were thinking about doing a show, TV shows and movies, uh, because there's so much going on. And truth comes out that way. When when famous people in in like the movie world write movies, they put a lot of truth in it if they can. Like Spielberg, when he did that series of six movies, whatever it was, he pulled up every fact he could about aliens and UFOs to put it in that movie. Uh, I don't know if you know this much about X-Files. X-Files was real. It wasn't a make-believe, let's tell a story today. It was based on actual police documented stories. And uh, so when you see them, people say, well, that's crazy. It was based on real facts. The thing that changed X-Files is they put the whole UFO thing in it, and it was like every three weeks they would be dealing with aliens and stuff. So... They put out a movie, and it's the first X-File movie. 
it's incredible because there's so much information in that uh, that's real, which I've proven to myself and by certain people I'm, ha- I'm with. So when 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 I I'm, I'm hardcore. I mean, when I say that, I don't accept anything too easily, and it has to be proven to me yeah. myself in my own way. Like you said, you saw it. Now nobody could take that away from you. But if somebody told, if I told you the same story, you might not believe it. You might not even care. Because until you experience something yourself, it's not really as important as when somebody else is saying it. And and the other part yeah, like, of the UFO like world. Before I saw, before yeah. I saw that, um, I, 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 when people came up and told me, they were like, yeah, there's UFOs. What are you talking about? You, you got to be out your mind. You know what I mean? And, and Right. Like, like I said, that's the one part that when I seen that, I was like, like I, I, didn't, I don't, I still don't understand. So, you know, I'm still trying to figure out why they moved that quick, why why they didn't turn around and um, show up. Because right. I heard if you see him, you know, that an alien ship was gonna come down. And I started looking into some of the people that came to me. I was like, was everybody was all the people who tell me the truth—I don't think everybody that no. that came to me was telling the truth. I think some of some of these stories that they told me were kind of out there, you know. But some of well, them they actually did tell around tell me that they won't. Sh- a lot of times they won't show up, just like you were just saying. Um, well, here's the thing: they they well, won't let you. See. We have to realize there's multiple races here. I say the number's about eight, not not 47, 48. Uh, the ones that are mainstream, the ones that fly over, take people, and all those kind of things. Sure, there's thousands of races from here to multi-universes away, but you're all not coming here to say hi to the human race. Uh, anybody, any race yeah. that comes here, comes here with an agenda. And it's not to wave to everybody, say hi to everybody. Uh, you're not at that point. It could change tomorrow, which I think it's going to change soon, uh, when they will make themselves known. I mean, they have always been here. It's not like, oh, well, let's just go to planet Earth today. They've been coming here for a long time. And then if you look at history, you can see when, it, when, the, when, the, when the planet changed and the people changed, the people died off, new people were here. All the things. You have to realize something else was involved, not just weather, not just this and that and the other thing. So the races that have been coming here pretty much control what happens to the planet very shortly. Uh, but the other part of that is what do they really want us for? And I, I, I dive into that a lot because most people don't want to hear it. Uh, and then here's, here, when I was getting back to proven things, there's programs, programmed uh, experiences. If I hypnotize somebody, I can give them an experience and make them believe it. Now I know I don't. I never became part of the UFO, uh, the uh, hypnosis society because they don't tell the truth. They don't know half of what they say they know, and they say you can't do things which you can. So I never wanted to be part of that because the first thing I learned is you can make a person do anything that you want them to if you can hypnotize them. I mean, some people mm-hmm. cannot be hypnotized because they're they're pretty much awake and aware of that. Uh, but there's another way called preconditioning, which I work with the hypnotists who work with children. 
And believe it or not, it's harder to hypnotize a child than it is an adult. Because to be hypnotized, you have to still the thinking and get a, per- a person mm-hmm. to focus on one thing. So when children try to get hypnotized, they're all thinking of going out and playing, running down the block, jumping in the pool, whatever. So it's really hard to keep them focused. But what I noticed and I found out to be true for myself and the people that I have seen, when people say they get abducted, if you use the word abducted, now the new word they translated, which came out maybe 10, within 10 or 15 years ago, I guess, but more so over the past 10 years, experiences, experiences and people that believe they were in their bedroom, sat up and the alien was there, said, you want to come? And they take them and they bring them somewhere and they sell them stuff and then they bring them back. That's what they believe. I mean, they can, they can tell you a great story. I can name a bunch of people out there that uh, are mainstream in the whole world and they have these great stories to tell. But you have to listen to the story. And, and what I, I've been dealing with, I, I, I haven't been able to talk to TJ too much over the past six months, whatever. And what you need today, what people need today, is something solid to hold on to. Uh, aliens aren't that place right now. You just can't say, well, I'm going to hold on to an alien and he's going to save me, he's going to protect me, he's going to give me money. No, it's not like that. How much can aliens offer us right now? And as far as actual proof, which I said, there's very little. He just said there's no proof. I have proof of a lot of things that I went through. Like you have witnesses. That's called proof. If there's 100 people there, that's 100 witnesses as proof. If you're in your bedroom yep. and something happens... There's no proof there. So the other thing is, depending on what you say happened, if you say you were taken on a ship and you sat down with them and then they took you somewhere and then they brought you back, in that place, in all the time since the first actually publicized UFO sighting and, and action of abduction, which is like now 47, uh, there's been no proof. Nobody back with actual artifacts and the proof that they gave me or they gave me this missile pen or something outrageous and even their clothes. Uh, but here's the thing. When you have an experience, you have to realize your mind and, and, and it's hard to grasp something that it never experienced before. Travis Walton, when I brought a fire in the sky, he never he never knew anything about aliens, didn't know anything about ship or anything. And he's, they, he, he's with his friends, and they see this light coming down, and he runs towards it, and his friends run away. And he gets abducted for, like, I don't know, it's about a week. And he's on a ship, and he comes back. He's in the town, naked by the gas pump, and he's just about freaking out every which way. But it's taken to today. He still doesn't know what really happened when he was on the ship. With all his hypnosis, yeah. people went with him. All the things he went through, I mean, truly, the mind can only hold so much. And he was really being tortured. I mean, I, I talked over maybe a thousand, two thousand, somewhere in between that, of people that have been abducted. Uh, and I know people that lost their children had, and had children and all those kind of things. But here's the thing. Most of them, it's a simple procedure that aliens do to them. They take a sample of your blood, take a sample of your semen, or your ovaries. Now, blood is useful to, to them. They only come here for blood. They don't come from DNA like we do. We talk about DNA. Uh, they just need blood. And they say, well, this one blood, oh, 
negative O or whatever it is, and there's only a few people that have it, makes them an alien. It doesn't make you an alien. You're still a person. So all these little things that we deal with, and we want to focus on what we can do for ourselves, is when you get little bits of proof, like we have the witnesses, we have pictures, that's proof to you. But see, technology mm-hmm. today, picture's not proof enough anymore because you can make any picture 10 times better on a computer, even 10 times worse. Yep. If we make it perfect, then people say, oh, that's a computer picture, which most of them are. I mean, but now people in the whole town see them. One of the greatest stories, I think, was in, uh, I don't know what country it was, it was Africa uh, or Australia. Big difference, but uh, a schoolroom went out into the schoolyard because a ship landed. And the aliens walked over to the children. And then all the children... Where went back into the classroom, and then the teachers asked them, "What did you see? Draw what you saw." They all draw pictures of the same thing. So, and then the ship took off. So, when you have that many witnesses, it becomes a lot more real, and that you don't have to prove as much. Because the hypnosis yeah. can hypnotize groups of people and make them believe the same thing as well. So. Uh, it's a hard place to get the truth and, and pull out the truth out of stories. Like, I, I mean, I was next to an island. They can't abduct me, so I didn't go on a ship. But uh, I saw two ships get blown out of the sky as well. So, I, I mean, I don't have to prove these things to myself and trying to tell somebody else, well, you don't have proof. Well, some things I don't, but some things I do. Like TJ said, when I saw a big foot, I was right next to it. And I was running back to the truck because I didn't have my camera on me. And I'm screaming, get the cameras out. And I thought it was running after me. So I thought we'd get pictures of it when it got close to the truck. But it didn't come after us. But what did happen, it was screaming for over five minutes. Every third second, 30 seconds, it would let out this loudest, scariest scream we ever heard. So that's proof of something. I mean, and I was with a scientist and my good friend. And we all heard it. And then after five minutes, it went dead, completely dead. But see, that's proof. I mean, it, there's all levels of proof as well. But when you have three witnesses that fear something that's not normal, it helps your case of trying to prove what you're saying. All right. So uh, yep. when, we, when we go into to the UFO world, uh, first you need to prove it to yourself and how much you want to be involved or accept it. Then... Do you feel you have enough evidence or proof or, or stuff to bring out to tell other people? I mean, I don't know if you, you go around telling people this story all the time, or you just did it because you were born on the show and asked the question about it. Think about what I filmed in the night, every night when we filmed ships and different things. Oh, we filmed a cool ship last night and things like that. So it was always coming out of my mouth when people hear it. Sure, most people did think I was crazy. So when I wrote my second book, When Truth is Called Crazy, uh, it is my biography, but it was based on all the things I went through. I don't care if people believe it or not. It's my experiences that I went through, period. Uh, you can believe them or not. That's your choice. But if, if uh, an angel came down and stood before you and told you a whole bunch of things, would you believe it? And what angel would you say it was? So there's so many different aspects to it. But in the long run, if you're trying to prove something, you have to put diligence of time and checking and experiencing in. Uh, I had to see over 2,000 ships at least in my life. I don't even count the ones I see four 
four, eight, or ten and a half hour every morning. So I got this light that flashes me for maybe the one time it, it blinked at me 120 times. So it was there for about 10 minutes. In that time frame, I thought I was recording the whole thing. And when I looked at my camera, my camera was frozen. So, uh, like I said, if they want you to see it, they let you. If they want you to record it, they let you. If they don't, you don't do either. So uh, it's an interesting place to be. But my take is different than most other people's. I don't force anybody to believe what I say. I just said, if they're good, let's see what happens when they do something good. All I can prove, and I know it's proof, is all the bad things they do. Now, I had three women friends. One of them lost a child at eight and a half months pregnant. She went into, she went into the hospital. They did a sonogram, whatever they call it, of the baby that did that this day. She went home. The next day she woke up. She wasn't pregnant no more. She went back to the hospital, and they said, no, you, you're not pregnant. There's nothing in there. So they didn't even know how it could have been removed. Like cattle mutilation, they don't know how they do it, and they still try to save these people. But uh, this happened twice. A year later, it happened to her again. And they took this second child she was having. Uh, about a year passed, and she, she was allowed to see her children. They told her, you're going to see them one time. And they took her on a ship, and they showed her her children. So... Uh, her proof was solid. I do a show every Tuesday. We try to do it every Tuesday. So much has been going on in her world and my world. But uh, she's been abducted all her life. And she still gets abducted here and there. She's, she's pretty sick. They're doing a lot of things to her body. I mean, she has all the symptoms of radio, radiation poisoning. So, and her dog had it. So I told her originally when I finished the radiation. She goes, no, no, no. And now they're doing these slow tests, finding out different things are wrong with her because she's losing her teeth, her hair's falling out, her fingernails are falling off. All these things aren't normal. It's not related to one sickness or anything, but it is related to uh, radiation poisoning. So I don't know if she's going to be around a long time. I mean, she's nice and and fun and everything, but uh, what's happening to her body like she was abducted about four or five months ago. I mean, she was with her boyfriend, and he got abducted with her. He cut the implant out of her butt. So I mean, she has a she has anybody I know. But some of her proof is locked up in government. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like to hear people that are real, and then I can feel and know that are real. Because now she had this mass yeah. inside her stomach, and she had it cut out. In England, they film everything. So uh, she asked for the video, and they wouldn't give it to her. She went to court and said, I want the video. And in court, they came up with this decision. It's too controversial. We can't release the video. It's her stomach. It's what was cut out of her. And they won't let her see it. So uh, people don't understand how far the government will go to cover up what they want to cover up. So in the UFO world, it's becoming too popular in the sky for people not to become aware of it. And it's too impossible for the government to cover up all these stories now. If you travel the world in one day, I'm sure you can hear about five to ten stories. Uh, I mean, in the old days, maybe one a year, you might hear a story of an induction or two a year. 
So, but and that's only the ones that tell the story. I know when I look at the sky in the morning, there's about I see ten ships roughly. I can see in in one night, uh, one morning. But and that's just over my head. So imagine the whole rest of the planet. They're everywhere. They're not all stopping here and coming down and anything. So, and then you would say, where are they going? And that's another question. Where, where do they usually go? What do they really need? And people have no desire to get the answers. I mean, they keep making up ideas what it means or what it is. But uh, I yeah. just like for you, I'm, I'm going to give you a viewpoint. <laughs> why do you, wait, wait. Why do you think aliens are here for? Like the ships came over you. Why? Do you have any idea why they, or feel anything why it happened? I, I like I said, I don't really it wasn't doing really much research. I I was doing research because some stories I was being told, um, but I wasn't really into it like like that, and because I didn't, you know, some some of the research I brought up, um, long videos. I, I was just starting to get used to uh, how you tell the difference between a fake video and a real. So, right. I was being, I was looking at everything, um, and seeing what, what what I thought was real. And when that happened, it it was. You still there? Hello, do we, Drew? And he still shows, but uh, Drew, uh, your uh, number still shows, but we can't hear you. Odd. We're having the strangest. The internet drops off. Yeah, it's still here. It's he's not shorty dropped off. Check your mute button. Maybe you hit the mute button by mistake. No, I'm looking at the board, but I turned him off and back on. Drew, can you hear us now? I'm look. I mean, I I, I keep my eyes on the board uh, to make sure in case other people call in. Well, we're at the end of the show, Drew. I guess you can call in next Saturday. It's, you ain't gonna believe this, folks. It's called Ace Folk Life. We have our own brand. It says Ace Folk Life on the top. It has ACO in the middle and like a gold. Uh, flag or with ACO in it. So uh, we're the Ascension Center Organization, the Ace Folk Life Society, Alien Contact Organization. We started with Dr. Bruce Maccabee, UFO Association. We started with Stanton T. Friedman, George Fowler, Fowler Files said, Don't forget him. And Jesse Marcel Jr. asked me to not forget him and Roswell for his daddy because I did the one of the original investigations uh, to get the story down. So I just went around because wherever the people sent me, and I was told just to get the facts. Now, whatever the facts is, unless they wanted to put their name and sign an affidavit, uh, but those were given to the lawyers that were working on cases on either the plaintiff or the defense side are the government or Agent Orange, the citizen soldiers. That's what we called our military. I worked on that case. Uh, anyway, me and Tommy done this eight years, folks. So, Tommy, I want you to help me co-host on Saturdays uh, just to keep the ball rolling uh, for these people. But I'm going to try to get Ronnie to 
commit back to eight at night, that'd be about. T- uh, well, what time is it there, Tommy? It's five here. Oh, it's twelve o'clock on the button right now. All right. Well, we may do it at twelve. What's best for you, Tommy? Because I'm gonna have to have some help in our in our club. And you and Ronnie signed well, up for two dollars a month each. Twelve or one is usually a decent time. All right, twelve or one. Okay. Let me see since he dropped off and he's you know, sometimes he can do an hour but he don't have two hours of material. But I want folks to call in and give us uh I wanna expand uh Tommy being the chairman of the uh, ACO club to expand membership so he don't have to talk all the time. He's had enough experience he don't have to share anything. But he's writing books. He's an author, he's in my authors club. And I've got him a page on ACIR Radio, uh, which has got to renew. But, man, Tommy, they're killing me on these SSLs that Google requires now on every one of our domains. Mm -hmm. It's expensive. And you know I'm paying 40 a month here, half for eight years, and then I'm paying 50 a month on Spreaker. So it will go out on all these places, uh, iTunes and Spotify and even Google Google Podcasts. Well, is any one of them helping you? Yeah, nobody's helping me, Tommy. You know how it is. Right. So the only thing is uh, people are willing to pay me for are psychic readings. And they call me. People are getting mad at me, Tommy, because I won't call them back on their psychic readings. So I'm, I'm going to pay. Uh, I've got a 10% discount on my bookme.com. So I've got to show up, Tommy, like Teresa J. Morris psychic reader and I always showed up as Tara in Hawaii but every all of my psychic people have just copied that Tara so I've got to use my real name so they'll know it's me the one good thing I got Tommy going for me is people say I sound real and they like me and they say everything I've told them has come true so you know I'm just doing those little free mini readings Tommy but they're not paying me for that so I don't know how to make it work Tommy all I know is uh, I'll do the best I can to help people and I'm helping them more in technical these days uh, get their domains going. Is your domain okay? Is your website okay? It's it's. I got to do a lot of work on it. I haven't had time. I've been. I'm building a hot tub. I'm building a sweat lodge. I'm, I did so many things in the past two weeks. Wow. Well, congratulations. Maybe you'll get it where people can come over on Saturdays, uh, do a show with you on here. You can get them to talk on your cell phone, maybe. I, I actually got like. People. I'd like to have some Hawaii people tell their stories, you know. But Tommy, all you have to Hawaii do. Is, have, yeah. The people here have the most people here have a UFO story. Well, uh, that's what we want. We not want that they want to go. On, but they don't want to go on the radio. They want they, these people don't have TVs. A lot of these people, so they don't keep up on that kind of stuff. Well, what about going over there weird. to Church Ohana? And getting people involved Sundays. Have you gone over to check it out? Ascension Church Ohana? Right there no. by Well you gotta all right, I guess you're just too busy. Oh, I'll up. check it. See all right, I I'll check it. And Michael Sala won't play know. with you. Since you've met Michael Sala at the store, you hadn't got along with him. I saw that note and you know, it's okay, but we'll talk off of full off the line. But Tommy, I just wanna grow let people have a place they can show up and tell their story on uh, paranormal stories, if supernatural, X-Files, all of the above. 
Uh, All but, right. You know. Look, your anyway. time's going to run out. So, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's I'll talk to you later. I don't know what happened to oh, Ronnie, right. but see if you can catch him on Facebook. Ronnie Dawson, R-O-N-N-Y, D-A-W-S-O-N. See if you can catch him, and uh, you can help him with the second hour. But I don't know if he's going to show up next week or set a time. But I'm going to need your help on Saturdays because somebody's got to fill in the air. When I mean, I can watch the board and talk some, but I don't want to just do shows by myself after eight years. You're a good co-host. You can, mm-hmm. but I want you to bring people on that want to. We want to record their stories. That's what Ace Folk Life's all about. And you know it's hard to. And you wrote a book on helping them if they want to see. You know, so you've got an angle with your how to see UFO book. You know, but we don't know what they mm-hmm. want. It depends on the individual. But Tommy Gaia G A I A is sending me all kind of commercials, and I don't even. Uh, I don't even pay Gaia my five dollars anymore, but uh, they got. What well, they want you to join? To, you know, you and me have been talking eight years about out of body and astral travel right. and metaphysics, and you know how we don't have the whole story on this planet. So, just look at what they're doing now. Not only are they doing the alien and the UFO stories. Oh no, no, no I just wrote them. I, I okay, listened to the one show and I wrote a. I listened to the one free show and I. Wrote a big letter underneath it. I keep on top of them as much as I can. Well, my psychic fears when I uh, when I went with Erica Booster Haney. She's got a hard name. She's a pretty black girl here. She's beautiful, but she uh, she keeps our uh, para, para, uh, our psychic uh, community, you know, our spiritual community, our esoteric, metaphysics, whatever you want to say, uh, whole life expo kind of people, all of us together uh, at least every six months, and she helped. Uh, she wanted to get the UFO community going again and asked me to do it and help head it. And I have paid for a meetup group for over a year, 25 a month, for the metaphysics. And then the Edgar Casey people don't have anybody to represent them here. But I don't know if that's just Edgar Casey, the Sleep and Prophecy, because they have books and all that over North Carolina. But anyway, the art, we're, we're still out there, Tommy, with lots and lots of listeners on podcasting all over the world. But my numbers have been in the millions for years. But that uh, GoDaddy, I mean, um, Blog Talk only lists so many. And on Spreaker's on the back of the numbers, Spreaker gets lots of people listening on Spreaker and Blog Talk. And see, they've got built-in crowds. But then uh, I'm paying that extra 50 a month to put it on all those places because I actually pay to to market on all these other podcasting. You know, I iTunes I've always been listed on since the beginning. I was always listed on Stitcher and Spreaker from the beginning. But now, you know, I'm on all the others uh, too, all the big ones. And I've got some of the brands on this banner for this show. But, folks, we get the word out. So, uh, And if you need me to help you get your WordPress up, uh, we do domains, and I've got all these products I sell in the Internet and technology in our archives and stuff. So we're archivists, researchers, storytellers, and uh, most of us are friends of mine. Tommy and Janet came to me to do a UFO conference, and it's been eight years since they came to me. They came to me on June 3rd, which was a Sunday. It'll be June 7th if you go by Sunday, so it'll actually be tomorrow, be our eight, but June 3rd. <coughs> Well, he finally dropped off. So, well, Tommy, thanks for your yeah. help. Are you going to do Sundays? Uh, are we going to do a spiritual show and talk just uh, out what, of body? What time would you want to do it? What time? I don't know. I like it the better, later the better for me because I 
stay up all night working on uh, computers with people all over the world and India it's, and other see, countries. You're five, you're five hours different than I am, right? Well, five o'clock's good if you want to do five to seven on Sundays. Is is that? You know, what are you talking about? Your time? Wait, wait, wait. Five it'd be seven. right. Your time? It'd be right now. It'd be five o'clock right now. Is that uh, too late for you? That'd be six Eastern, five Central, four Mountain, and three o'clock Pacific on Sundays. That'd be noon. You'd be starting a two-hour with me if you want to. You said noon to one, or you right. want to do it an hour later? Is one o'clock on Sundays? Is it better late for you uh, to be late? No, because uh, between lunch and dinner tomorrow, you have to tomorrow night. Well, I didn't set up my time, but I'm probably going to do it tomorrow night with my friend, uh, the psychic. Uh, I mean, not the psychic, the exorcist guy. Oh, you do it. Are you back on StreamYard? Are you doing StreamYard again? Yep. Okay, well, good. Keep those on your channel and then figure out, make sure you got the link and list them on your domain. Well, no, that's that's why I'm trying to get you uh, your, your time. Uh, if we did it, like, I guess it's 12 o'clock my time. It'd be 5 o'clock your time. Is that a good time or a bad time? That's a good time. Now we're just going to talk about. I want us to talk about who you and I are off planet, uh, in our essence. Some people call right. it your essence, uh, but uh, it's like the God story. But I don't want to preach to people. And we got billions of people that do the evangelical preaching on the TVs. Some of them I like, and some I don't. But you know, I don't want to do that old timey Sunday preaching. Because a lot of them have gone new agey, and I've been to a lot of them around here, but I went more with Unity Church, and that's where I was in the Gold Pyramid and had hands. But I was called by God in 80, you know, literally to be a preacher or pastor uh, back in the day with just men on the planet because they don't like women. They, some of the, you know, old-timey people, especially in the old countries, and, and I'm fine with whatever they want to believe. I don't like talk politics and religion, but you know I, I've studied world religions, and you have too. And we've talked about the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Bhagavad Gita, but you know they're changing stuff on the history and discovery and all that too. So, but uh, Gaia has got tons of followers that are crabbing all the people talking about. They know that this was the Matrix and the reality was created, but people, you know, getting helping people, and now with George Floyd, a lot of people don't know his name and it's George Floyd that got killed on June 25th and Tommy I think we ought to make human security globally a day and I put in parentheses George Floyd day on June 25th because that seeing that video thanks to these smartphones and I'm promoting technology too but thanks to the video smartphones that's why we got to see the truth and then I watched that video on on YouTube uh off the corner, so I mean, there's a lot to be said about us losing our our privacy. But you know, in the city, on the corner of the building, they got that YouTube too, Tommy. And he was, mm -hmm. I watched him get out of the car. He had two people with him, and nobody's been covering the people with him in the car. And I saw it with my own eyes off of that security camera. So I mean, even. If I went back, I don't know why I talk so country, Tommy. I don't know what's happened to me. 
I guess just living in Kentucky and moving here in the South. I don't know, because my kids don't talk as country as I do, and I didn't used to. Why do you think that is? Right. Do you have any clue? Uh, is it? Yeah, it's probably past life experience getting back into who you were. Really? It's crazy to me. I must have been well, a country person. Taking on a language and uh, has to do with the awareness of something, so I would say it's connecting you back with something that you were. Well, you know, I, was a, you, you, I remember being a country up? man. I was like a Paul Bunyan living it. I was a man at one time, but I was real country then. I lived out in the woods. Mm. So you think my soul is just going back to one of the older, back in a past life? Probably your last one. Before this one? Mm-hmm. Holy crap. That's scary. So I was a man, and I lived in a wood cabin in the woods. And uh, I was alone, and I remember uh, it was a cold winter, and I was looking for my boots, and I couldn't find my boots. Well, you have to look for – the best thing to tell you what, what, what when, when it was is anything outside the normal. What kind of tool, what kind of – were you riding a horse? Were you were you drinking regular tea, coffee, milk, wine, whiskey? What were you I drinking? drinking I, All those I just things. remember looking out the window. I was a big man. Think of Paul Bunyan. Uh, I was a mm-hmm. gentle giant, I guess, like this Floyd was. I had to be at 6'5", and uh, I got I, – I must have weighed muscle. I was like 250, 300 pounds, 6'5", but uh burly guy. Uh, but uh, I, gotta, I didn't have – got to get a drink of hot water. My throat uh, is – Well, anyway, let's get off the radio. I forgot we're on the radio, Tommy. I, may, I probably shouldn't have oh, said Oh, that's what he said. But, All right. but you've handled okay. past lives. But I've had so yep. many. But let's talk about who we are or how we – because Guy is going to bring all, all right. these past lifers that remember their past lives into the reality now. So that's where we're at. All the right. age, folks. Thanks, Tommy, for helping me. So 5 o'clock tomorrow, and we'll talk about uh, who you and I have been in the past maybe, all right, and how to help that's people good. find their past lives. All right. Love and light, Tommy. Okay. Thanks for the help. Love and light. Sorry, Bye. Ronnie. Ronnie never came back. I don't know what that's about, but hopefully he'll tell us. Love and light, everybody.